0: Welcome to the Sport of Business Podcast, powered by 321GO Project. Name one of 2015's Forward Thinkers by Entrepreneur Magazine. 321GO Project provides business coaching, online marketing, branding, and education for the fitness entrepreneur. For more, visit 321GOproject.com. 3, two Hi listeners, welcome to another episode of the Sport of Business podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scantlin. So we're putting together some pretty cool episodes for you guys regarding some of the questions that we get asked the most. And for those of you that don't know, at 321GO, we have worked and chatted with uh, probably a little bit over 600 gym owners uh, up until this point, Uh, nearly 300 of those Gym owners have gone through our academy. We have one on one uh, mentoring services as well as we've um, built dozens and dozens of websites for gyms. And um, we're starting to see these really common questions being asked, uh, both from uh, 321 Go gyms as well as uh, outside of the 321 Go project in a lot of different forums. And, you know, most of these questions either span something to do with uh, your business systems or marketing. If I were to kind of put things into two different buckets, that's where I would put it. So, uh, you know, we're working with a another marketing company to develop kind of a, a podcast around uh, myth busting of certain certain marketing ideas and and programs that are out there and to kind of give you guys a really clear picture of of what your marketing plan should be and to really give you an education in marketing that is Evergreen, something that you can take and use for the long term. So, uh, for today's episode, I was—I just picked out uh, out of a couple different groups, different online forums, some of the really commonly asked questions, and let's just begin to unpack these things. And hopefully, this is just a launching off point to begin a conversation. So, let's go through. Uh, I want to let's hit the uh, low-hanging fruit first here. So uh, as of the recording of this, we are just a couple weeks, just under a couple weeks out from Thanksgiving. So this is a great one. Um, Holiday promotions. What can I do for holiday promotions? And I'm guessing we're talking about like Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then getting into the new year. So we know that this is the time of year that consumers are beginning to look at their health they're gearing up for those um new year 's resolution, so they 're starting to think about that as they 're hanging around their family and as you know, we all eat a bunch of food and become a little bit uh, more sedentary during the holidays and so we we actually see a lot more energy around fitness and nutrition and things like that um, but we also one thing that we do know about this consumer profile is that they are not quite ready to commit to one of these programs so What we're going to do is we're going to uh, use the holidays as an opportunity to build out our list. And what I mean, when I say our list, I'm talking about our, our email list. So we do have a lot of people very passively shopping for some health, wellness, and exercise advice. So we're going to tee them up with some really quality advice and use that as a way to build up our marketing and email list. So... Chances are um, somebody who is not interested in our brand going into the holidays is probably not going to commit to a month of on ramping and com- really commit to your gym I mean yes, there are people that will, but the the vast majority of people that are very passively searching the internet for information are not quite ready to join a gym so what we're going to do is we're going to use this opportunity to build a list and so here are a couple things that you can do. You can get your coaches together and you and your coaches can put together a little holiday survival guide, let's say. And that can be healthy recipes to use leftover turkey with or something like that. Or you um uh at-home exercises that you can do with the whole family, something like that. So you can put out this information on your website and then gather email addresses. So we would we would consider this like a lead generation form or uh, it could also be called a lead magnet. And essentially what that is, is that somebody is giving you their email address in exchange for a very specific set of information. And then once they give you that email address, you're going to continually give them valuable information based off of what they originally asked you. So let's take the example of an at-home workout that you can do with the whole family over the holidays. So we know that this person is interested in movement. So they want to be working out at home and they are, and they have a family. So we, we have an idea of what this consumer persona looks like Based off of the kind of information that they want from us. And so then we can follow up with a series of emails geared towards that, geared towards family, or geared towards at home workouts, or geared towards fun things to do over the holidays. And as we're sending out this email campaign, we're pointing back to our gym. So we can show them examples of how, you know, let's say you have a kid's program at your gym. That would be a great thing to feature to this audience because we know that they're interested in family workouts. So long story short. Uh, Thinking about holiday promotions, this is a solid time to begin to build up that email list. And then at the beginning of the year, when people are ready to make purchasing decisions, then you will have been the brand that's been in front of them leading up to that purchasing decision. Cool. All right, next question. How do I market to high school sports? So I'm guessing that you're asking... How do I assist in the strength and conditioning of high school sports? This is a tough one i 'm not going to lie. Um, the number one thing the number one way to break into this market is always going to be as if the coach is a client of yours. That's where I would start. I would just look at your existing membership base and see who is either a coach or a parent of a student athlete. And that's going to be the path into training or the path of least resistance to training these high school athletes. So that's number one. Check that off your list before you go any further. But then the second way that you can begin to break into this market is to solve the problems that the existing coaches either can't or don't want to solve. And when I say that, I'm not saying that you should try and convince the coaches or convince these strength and conditioning coaches that you have the answer to their strength and conditioning problems. That's going to be a really easy way to get that door shut in your face. Nobody wants to be told that their methodology is wrong. Now, we can potentially sneak in there a little bit through su- through solving some problems that these coaches likely do not want to address, nor do they have the time to address. The two biggest things here uh, are going to be nutrition and team-building activities, off-season team-building activities. So chances are, I'm going to guess that chances are Let's take football as an example. Most of the high school football strength and conditioning coaches are not wanting to, you know, track down the parents to talk about nutrition. They probably don't want to make sure that their athletes are eating properly. Uh, it's, It's just it's too much the volume of work that needs to be done on their part is too much so this is a great opportunity for you if you have a nutrition expert in your gym to actually step in and fill the void that they either can't or don't want to solve and again when we talked about the holiday promotions and i talked about this lead magnet uh, doing a lead magnet for high school sports nutrition would be an ideal way to begin building up your high school sports list. So we're going to segment these email lists, like I said before, based off of the super specific things that they want. So nutrition, you can always solve that problem for high school strength and conditioning programs. The second one is off-season team building. So we're not necessarily going to sell this as the end-all, be-all strength and conditioning program that gets your high school football team to state. Uh, We're probably going to sell this more of like, hey, the kids aren't playing. They've got a two-week break. How about we do some fun team-building activities at this CrossFit gym, for example? So there's just a couple ways that you could begin to break in to the high school sports. Again, I'm going to say that the The way to not go about it is to tell them how great your strength and conditioning program is over theirs. Begin to think about solving the problems that they don't know that they have yet or the problems that they don't necessarily want to or are able to solve. All right, third frequently asked questions. Uh, How do I monetize a specialty class? So we're thinking like a CrossFit endurance or a weightlifting class. Class or a powerlifting class, a gymnastics class, anything like this. So, one thing that we always tell gym owners to do is to talk to their coaches and ask their coaches hey, if you could coach one aspect of CrossFit forever, all day, every day, what would it be? We want to first identify what passions and expertise our coaches have, and then we can begin to monetize some of these specialty classes. So here are some of the features of a solid specialty class that you can get your members involved in. The first of those features is that it needs to be limited in scope and time, and it must have value associated with it. So what I mean by that is we're talking like six to eight weeks of a limited scope of time. And and I only say that because we know that motivational bias will pretty much buy us eight weeks at a time 12 weeks we start to get outside the realm of motivational bias and need to begin creating habits around these things and the specialty class isn't one of the areas that we want to begin developing these strong behavioral change habits we're just trying to get people in the gym for those type of habits so for the specialty class we want to keep it limited in scope we want to add value to this class. So by saying the class is eight weeks and it's X amount of dollars, you have, uh, you've told your athletes what the value of that class is. So we're talking money for time. That's value. A second key aspect of monetizing one of these specialty groups will be a pre- and post-test. So we want to show demonstrable results as a result of this specialty class. So that could be, if you're doing endurance, let's call it a 5K time that you test before and after. We want to show athletes that they will be getting better in this class. The third aspect of a solid specialty class is that... You, if you can get athletes to register for something, so let's call it a weightlifting meet or let's call it a 10K, anything like that. If we can get athletes registered for something, the amount of buy-in and excitement for that class will just exponentially increase. And then the last thing we want to do is give athletes some sort of tangible value add. I've always done a t-shirt for this because it's something that like people can hold after they, com- after they complete the class. Class, they can wear their t shirts, show everybody that they did it, and then that becomes sort of its own marketing platform after the specialty class. Uh, for more on specialty classes and the stratified model, I would just recommend that you hit up 321goproject.com and in the search bar, just hit stratified model. There's a bunch of posts on it, and there's a bunch of different strategies that you can use to develop and sell these specialty classes. So the last big frequently asked question that you guys probably see all the time and it's something that you've probably asked a million times is how do I get more people in the door? I mean that's like really the million dollar question that we're all asking and what I would say to that is that May not be the right question to be asking right now, so what i 'm saying is is your marketing funnel is only as good as the business system that it 's going into, so we would say that this uh, any sort of marketing that you do or or um, any tactic that you implement in your gym is only as effective as your ability to put those athletes into a system that both retains them, keeps them interested, and keeps them referring other people. So we would say that marketing and the business system or the business education, those are sort of inextricable elements of your gym. So I want to give you just some, I want to put some numbers to this to hopefully illuminate what I'm talking about. So let's just say all right, 2016, the new year's coming up. So let's say in 2016, you're going to spend $10,000 in marketing revenue. And in 2016, you get 70 new members. And out of those 70 new members, you net 50 of them. So let's say you lose in 2016, you lose uh you you're going to lose 20 members, but you're going to gain 70. And I mean, show of hands real quick. Like, who would like to net 50 members in 2016? I think everybody would agree to that. So... For our $10,000 in marketing expense and our 50 net members, we have a customer acquisition cost of $200. So we're, we're applying some of these key business metrics to our marketing efforts. We always want to track these things to make sure that they are working effectively. So if you don't have a rock-solid accounting system, if you're not able to track these things in QuickBooks and and run some of these, you know, net customer acquisition costs you don't even need to be thinking about marketing you need to build out your back-end systems to be able to evaluate the effectiveness of these marketing efforts so we're looking at a $200 customer acquisition cost now let's say let's just say on average let's say your gym membership is a is $150 a month is your advertised rates and I'm going to just, let's say that you're killing it. Like you are a super profitable gym. You know, you as the owner aren't coaching any classes and your gym is netting 33%. Again, 33% is going to be a really, really high margin for a lot of us. But let's just say, hypothetically, you're crushing it and you're covering that 33% margin and paying all of your staff. So that would mean off that $150 membership, you're looking at $49.50. $49.50. So let's just call it $50 profit uh, per member per month is what you're looking at. So you see that your break even point on just your marketing efforts is going to be four months. So you're netting $50 per member per month. And based off of your $10,000 annual marketing expense, you have a $200 customer acquisition cost. So $200 divided by $50 net profit per month. We're looking at your break-even point being four months. Now keep in mind, this is just based off of Marketing expense. We haven't even begun to cover what new assets you would need to invest in your gym based off of these new 50 members. If your expenses are going to increase, if you need to hire new coaches, we're talking four months just to break even on your marketing expense. Now, if you have a really high length of engagement, your average length of engagement per athlete is, let's say, 24 months. Well, that four-month payoff for a two-hundred-dollar acquisition cost seems like it's it's a paltry expense because then you're going to have you know twenty profitable months after you've recouped that customer acquisition cost. Now, I, I my point here is not to dump a bunch of math on you, but to illuminate this idea of a marketing uh, campaign is only as beneficial as the business system and metrics that it goes into. So I've identified some key things that you must be tracking on a monthly basis. That's your break-even point on your customer acquisition cost. That is your length of engagement for your athletes. You need to know your net membership, not just your new memberships. So that's going to be your churn rate. Another thing that I didn't even address was what your actual average revenue per member. So this hypothetical gym has a $150 a month uh, membership that they advertise. But what if, you know, once you put in all of the discounts that you offer and you put in all of the comp memberships that you have, what if that average revenue per member is actually 120 bucks? Well, that makes that break even point even longer. Again, I don't want to belabor this point too much, but we have a lot of strategies that we use to accelerate that break-even point on your marketing expenses. One of those is the stratified model. So in this hypothetical gym that's got $150 a month membership, a stratified model could potentially boost that average revenue per member up to $200. And that just cut down your break-even point on this customer acquisition to two months. Personal training is another great way that you can really reduce that break-even point. Uh, You can develop additional retention systems to extend that length of engagement. You can have different marketing funnels. So not only can you have some kind of lead generation on your website where you're building this list, you can also do events at your gym. You can do corporate presentations. You can do fundraisers. Again, the moral of the story here is that your marketing efforts, this question that we get all the time how do I get more people in the door? The answer to that is as many as your business systems can sustain. So, look at some of these key metrics that we've talked about. I'll link to a bunch of blog posts in the show notes. Dig through and really take a look at the systems that any of your marketing efforts will be dumping athletes into. And let's make sure that's rock solid before we start breaking down the door with new athletes. Again, guys, if you have any questions, my email is matt at 321goproject.com. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions for you. Uh, Again, head over to iTunes, subscribe, leave us a review. We are also on Stitcher and soon to be on uh, the Google Play Store as well. Have a good week, guys.